When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mutual. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. And now, Santa's Inbox, brought to you by Sausage Links and Patties, the greatest name in breakfast meat. And here's your host, your friend and mine, Santa Claus. It's holiday season. Ho, ho, ho. Hey there, boys and girls. This is your old pal, Santa Claus, coming to you from the North Pole. I've got a sack full of letters from kids all over the world that I'm going to read to you. And maybe some special messages and dedications that other folks have asked me to read as well. Oh, dang, I'm sorry, kids. That must be my secretary, Steno the Elf. I asked her not to disturb me while I'm making this podcast, but I guess she... (sighs) Excuse me a second, kids. Hold on just a second. Yes, Steno, what is it? I asked you to hold all my calls and... Yes, Steno, yes, you've been my secretary for about 75 years. Mr. Claus, your first interview is here. Interview? Interview for what? You advertised an opening for an elf, and you're supposed to interview three candidates today. The first is here already. I don't know anything about it. It must have been Stinky who did that. Get a hold of him and have him come in with the candidate, okay? What should I do with the candidate while we're waiting for Mr. Stinky? Give him a candy cane and some hot chocolate and tell him I'll see him in a little while. Do I have to think of everything? Yes, I know who you are. Okay, thank you. Sorry about that, kids. Where was I? Oh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. And today, I guess, we'll be interrupted occasionally by a job interview, or two, or three. I kind of wish Stinky would just handle that, but it's been a long time since we've had an opening, so everybody's a little rusty, I suppose. Anyway, I'm glad you're here, and I think you're going to like today's letters. We'll get started on them soon. (sighs) In a minute or two. Yes, Steno. Is Mr. Stinky Claus, here? This is Steno, Steno the Elf, your secretary. Yes, Steno. Thank you. Mr. Yes, Claus, thank you. Mr. Stinky is here with your first candidate. Thank you, Steno. Send them in, please. Send them in, sir. Steno the Elf, your secretary. Well, I think this might be a good time to go to a commercial while Stinky and I get the initial formalities of the interview out of the way. Don't go away, kids. When we come back, I hope to be able to read some of your letters and special messages. <laughs> Boy, am I glad to be inside where it's warm. Hey, Grandma, what's for lunch? We're having nice piping hot bowls of Canwell's Cheese Atomic Soup. It's sure to warm you up, both inside and outside. Canwell's Cheese Atomic Soup? I never read that before. What's in it? You know how you like tomato soup with a grilled cheese sandwich on the side? Yeah, that's my favorite. I know. Well, Canwell's Cheese Atomic Soup 
is a delicious tomato soup with little chunks of grilled cheese sandwich already in it. Wow, what a terrific time-saving gimmick. I can't wait to try it, Grandma. Just sit down and have some. Here's your bowl right here. Thanks, Grandma. Hmm. Well, what do you think? The little bits of grilled cheese sandwich are kind of soggy and mushy. Yeah, and? Uh, and, and that's just the way I like it, yeah. That's what I thought you were going to say. Well, eat up. I don't want any of this crap. I want my Candwells. Good food is soup. But why do you want this job, sir? It seems to me... Well, it's time for a change, don't you know? After 300 years guarding a pot of gold, a feller gets a bit mm, bored. But you're not... Excuse me, but you're not an elf. Elf schmelf. So I'm a leprechaun. So what's the difference? So what do you mean, what's the difference? I'm a little person, like your wee associate here. Hey, watch it! I have magical powers like an elf, too. If I put on the elf costume, you'd never know the difference. Well, maybe, with a possible exception of your flaming red hair and beard. I'd be willing to shave if that's a problem. Well, that's not what I'm really concerned about, Mr. Um, Mr. Gingerbread Pickle Pants. <laughs> oh, uh, um, excuse me. <laughs> Is uh, Gingerbread Pickle Pants your real name? No, that's the elf name I chose for myself. Don't all your elves have names like that? <laughs> Um, uh, well, uh, Mr. Uh, <clears throat> Picklepants, what I'm concerned about are these, uh, uh, items on your resume that describe your, um, skills. Which items specifically, then? Very specifically. You claim that you can project yourself into several places at once in order to fool men who are looking for your gold, huh? That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. You got it. All oh, the truth. <laughs> what else? Uh... This item here where you claim to have an advanced ability at sleight of hand. Yeah, just what the heck does that mean, sleight of hand, eh? Is this your watch? Hey, give me that back! And is this your wallet? Hey, wow, well, what do you know about that? Um, can I have that back? Thanks. Uh, um, well, uh, Mr. Uh, Picklepants, while these skills are certainly impressive, I don't think they're really compatible with being an elf at the North Pole. Yeah, didn't you read the job description, Mr. Patty O'Furniture? To be honest, I didn't get past the maximum height requirement. Yes, well, I'm afraid that's not enough. I'm sorry, but thanks for coming in. It was worth a try. I guess I'll go back to me old boring pot of gold. I'll be thanking you for your time. Are all of our candidates like this guy? I guess you look better on paper, huh? Hey! What's wrong now? He got my watch again! Oh, for crying out loud. Go on now and get out of here. I've got this podcast to do and I've delayed it long enough. Hold off on the next one until after the next break, okay? Okay, okay. I'll tell Steno to keep him busy with the hot chocolate, huh? Fine, thanks. Okay, kids, I'm awful sorry for the delay, so let's get started, all right? Ho, 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 your old pal Santa Claus is here and ready to read you some of these letters. Maybe I'll read yours this week, so listen carefully. Did that leprechaun snag my reading glasses? 
No, here they are. Good. Now, let's see. Okay, this first one is from Vanessa in Brooklyn. Dear Santa, how is it up there? Is it cold up there? And how are you and your wife? Is anything new? Do you remember us? I want a stroller, a nice little doll, and a light-up drawing desk. We are fine, but you'd better watch out when you come on Christmas because we have two dogs. Love, Vanessa. <laughs> well, now, Vanessa, of course I remember you. And don't you worry. Dogs and me, we get along just fine. Yep, it's pretty cold up here, all right. Thanks for writing, and Merry Christmas to you. Now, who's next? Oh, here we are. Dear Santa, I think I have been a very good boy. If not, give me another chance, please. <laughs> he gets right to it. He's not fooling around. Uh, this year, I want Captain America and the novel UFOs Past, Present, and Future. You know my address, uh, but just in case you forgot, nothing personal, here it is. <laughs> well, of course, I won't say his address out loud, but that was from Tommy in Portsmouth. Well, I'm sure you're a very good boy, so don't worry too awful much, all right? Thanks for your letter, son, and Merry Christmas. Do we have some more? Yep, we sure do. Let me see here. Oh, here's one from Henry and Neil, and they're two brothers who live with their mom and dad in Corpus Christi, Texas. Neil writes, Dear Santa, I know I want to give you something because almost every year you give kids presents, and I want to give you a present from me. I would really, really like Hawkeye and a monster truck, and I would like one. Can I get uh, an Among Us plushie? Tell the reindeers we are giving them carrots and one present and one for the elves. We know you work every Christmas. I really want to have a Merry Christmas, and that's all. Say, that's a nice one. Neil is real thoughtful thinking of me and the reindeer and the elves that way. You don't have to get me anything, but the reindeer really like carrots, so they'll be happy to have a snack while we're on our trip. Okay, what does his brother Henry have to say? Um... Please, Santa, can you please get me giant trees and giant hills for my dinos to hide and play in? It needs to be big enough for my Indominus Rex to hide in, please. I don't have an Allosaurus, and the Allosaurus is my favorite. I did a bunch of good things. I take care of my mama, and I kiss her, and I help her, and I give her lots of kisses. <laughs> I am really good when I was at school, and I am on good behavior, and I am helping my friends. And I want the Apatosaurus. I want to tell the reindeer that I want to give them carrots, and I want to give you something too, Santa. Cookies. Well, thanks, Henry. You sure are a sweet boy. You can't go wrong with cookies, that's for sure. And I do like a boy who knows his dinosaurs. I'll see what I can do about those trees and hills, and about getting you that Apatosaurus too. Thanks a lot to both of you, Neil and Henry, and lots of love to your mom and dad too. Merry Christmas. Well, we got a few more of these nice letters to read, and of course we have the new story from Mr. C.E. Air later on, but right now we need to take a little break. So you just sit tight and listen to this special message, and I'll be right back after. Sponsored in part by a bunch of Texas lawyer guys, your full-service law firm in downtown Whiplash, Texas. Hildy partners, have you all been hurt in a car accident? Did you all trip and fall down the stairs at work? Did someone text and drive and knock you all down as you all crossed the street? Oh yeah, you deserve truthiness and justice. Are y'all facing a court date for tax evasion? Did y'all defraud y'all's investors out of billions of dollars? Oh yeah, you deserve truthiness and justice. That's right, Pecos. 
If y'all think y'all haven't been treated with the truthiness and justice y'all deserve, come and see us, a bunch of Texas lawyer guys. Our office is conveniently located near the Whiplash County Courthouse, right next to Miguelito's Bail Bonds in downtown Whiplash. A bunch of Texas lawyer guys is a full-service law firm performing legal-type duties in criminal and civil law, corporate law, and tax law. Come and see us! We'll help y'all get what y'all deserve, which is... Truthiness and justice. Call 1-855-925-5783, that's 855-Y-A-L-L-S-U-E, and talk to one of our Texas lawyer guys today. So, what sort of special skills can you bring to the job of Christmas Elf, Mr. Um... Tex! Tex Blaisdell! <laughs> but you can just call me Tex! <laughs> Tex, would you excuse us for a moment? Why, sure! Stinky, a minute? Stinky, what's the big idea? What do you mean, boss? A guy named Tex applying to be an elf? That's better than gingerbread pickle pants. And not only that, look at him. Yeah, pretty good looking guy. Uh, rugged, you know. He's taller than me. Maybe that ain't such a drawback, though, boss. How do you mean? Have you ever seen the pyramid of elves we gotta make to reach them high shelves up there, huh? Have you seen the skyrocketing insurance premiums due to workplace injury claims, huh? I'm saying his height could work in our favor. All right, you may have a point. I'll talk to him a little bit more. Well, uh, 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 Tex, let me ask you. What goals do you have for yourself should you be uh, selected for this position? What goals? Well, I did have an idea about setting up a reindeer wrangling rodeo. <laughs> oh, the reindeer will just love that. Well, I'll have to think about that. But um, let me ask you this. Do you have any toy making experience? Well, I consider myself a pretty good whittler. Whittler? What, like Whittler's mother? Yeah, I'm a dang fine whittler. You give me a hunk of wood, and after a few minutes, I got some right purry carved for you. <laughs> Say, that might be nice, Stinky, don't you think? Giving the kids hand-carved little dolls or wooden soldiers? Yeah. You got any samples there, Tex? Samples? Examples of your, um, uh, whittling skills? Oh, yeah, sure I do. <laughs> Take a look at this one here. <laughs> oh, my. It's a mermaid, right? Just look at the detail of that tail, the scales and the fins, and then the, the, oh, the, uh-oh. Yeah, the boys back at the ranch say that's their favorite right thing that I whittle. What is it? Let me see. Here. Eep. Uh, well, boss, uh, I guess you know what to do. Yep. Well, thanks, Tex. I'll give this back to you. Thank you kindly. Now, when do you want me to start? Right now. Too bad. Sorry, boss. I had high hopes for that guy. Well, two down and one to go. Stinky, I'm disappointed that you haven't vetted these candidates a little better. Boss, we're desperate. There's a labor shortage. Elves are diversifying. They're learning that they can work from home now. Hold meetings over Zoom for crying out loud. Some are even becoming successful by monetizing a podcast. Oh, wow. I wish I knew how to do that. Whoever heard of such a thing? Never mind. 
I'm going to read some more letters that the kids have sent me and try to put this debacle out of my mind. Bring me the third one during the next break, all right? All right, all right. And they better be worth my time. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. Howdy, boys and girls. Sandy Claus here up at the North Pole, reading your letters and messages out loud as a special public service of the Mutual Audio Network. I got a nice one here from Daniel, who lives in the Bronx. Here goes. Dear Santa, here are some of the things I would like for Christmas. How is your wife and the elves and the deers? When I was three years old, I saw you in my house. I bet you are very, very happy. How is Mrs. Claus? I can't wait for you. How are your reindeers? Can you bring me a baby brother, or could you bring me a baby sister? And can you bring me a tape recorder? Your friend, Daniel. A tape recorder? Huh, this must be an old letter. <laughs> well, we can't control when these things arrive, can we? So, Daniel, I can't do anything about a baby brother or sister, but if you still want a tape recorder, I'm sure I can track one down for you. Yep, I am a pretty happy guy because I get to do nice things for sweet little feathers like you and read the letters you send me. I'll pass along your kind words to Mrs. Claus, too. Thanks for your letter, and Merry Christmas. Okay, what's next? Say, here's a note that's come all the way from jolly old England. Just listen. Dear Father Christmas, Mummy and Daddy say that Santa Claus is really Father Christmas, but I reckon you have lots of names. I think everybody has lots of names they go by. Daddy's real name is Harold, but Mummy calls him Honey and Dear and Harry, and I call him Daddy, so there you are. I'm going to be six in March, and my name is Philip, but my mates call me Phil, and Mummy and Daddy call me Pip. I think if you have lots of names, it's good, because somebody is calling you something, and you're answering. I couldn't think of anything to ask for, but Daddy always says socks and underwear are a good gift, so please bring me socks and underwear. Happy Christmas, and please be careful. Love, Pip in Somerset. Well, thanks, Pip. You're right. I think everybody has different things they get called by as they go through life. You're very wise for your years. I, for example, go by many names. Father Christmas, as you wrote, also Santa Claus, St. Nicholas, Sinterklaas, and Kris Kringle, just to name a few. Naturally, my wife calls me honey, and sometimes old man, <laughs> but she says it in a very loving way, of course. Now, you sure you want just socks and underwear? I'll check with your mummy and daddy to see if there's anything else you may have mentioned, okay? Happy Christmas to you, too, and thanks for writing. Now, listen here, boys and girls. If you're listening to this here podcast and you ain't wrote to your old pal Santa Claus yet, there's only a little bit of time to get your messages to me and for me to read them in our last episode next week. Send your emails to me at santas.xmas.inbox at gmail.com. That's S-A-N-T-A-S dot X-M-A-S dot I-N-B-O-X at gmail.com. My last podcast goes out on Christmas Eve, and that's one week from today, so send them off right away. All righty, it's almost time for our last letter and that story I promised you, so don't go away. One of my friends wants to tell you something important, okay? Santa Claus, Santa Claus, listen to my plea. Oh, hello. Have you tried Friends... Oshaline motor fuel. Oshaline, manufactured by the Four Patrol Corporation, is the only high octane motor fuel made from distilled seaweed. When I am driving to the movie set and I notice that I need motor fuel, I stop at my neighborhood 
Oshaline Station and get my tank filled with that good stuff. Oh, hello, Mr. Oshaline Man. I did not see you there. Are you here to enlighten us further? Yes, that's right. Oshaline, that high-octane motor fuel made from distilled seaweed, is the only motor fuel of its kind made with kelpinate. It's guaranteed to give you more miles per dollar, so try Oshaline with kelpinate today. That is what I'm here for, Mr. Oshaline Man. Give my car what it is craving. Fill her up with Oshaline with kelpinate. Yeah. Don't send me nothing for Christmas, but my baby back to me. Welcome back to the Santa's Inbox podcast. Santa Claus here, bringing you that story by Mr. C.E. Air, I promised. And it came with its own letter, which I'll read to you, and then we'll go straight into the story. Here goes. Dear Santa... I am the beautiful princess whose town was terrorized by a fierce dragon for many years. Oh, my. My dad, the king, tried hard to find somebody to slay it, and you can guess what their reward was going to be, but nobody succeeded. I'm all grown up now, and I want to look after myself. Could you please send me a suit of armor, a sharp sword, and a big white horse so that I can personally take care of any problems that come along without waiting around for a handsome prince? Girl power, Santa! Thank you. Big hugs. Signed, The Beautiful Princess. P.S. Here's the story of that dragon. Girl power. Yeah, I like that. Sister's doing it for herself, am I right? Okay, here's the story. The Princess and the Dragon. So, as this dragon lives up a mountain in a cave full of treasure and bones, like dragons do in all the best stories. And as a princess... Beautiful, of course. She lives in the really impressive castle at the foot of the mountain. It's got turrets and towers and a moat and a drawbridge and it sits on a hill. So it's higher up than the town, but not nearly as high as the mountain. Now the king, that's the beautiful princess's old dad, he's pretty cheesed off for the dragon. You see, it has a tendency when it's a bit peckish to nip down to the town and barbecue one of the king's loyal subjects. Okay, you probably know the script here. It's the usual stuff. The king offers the hand of a beautiful princess in marriage to whoever can, as he says, rid me of this meddlesome beast. This is where I come in. I amble into the castle for an audience with his royal highness. Hey, kingy, I say. Is this deal with the dragon and the beautiful princess's hand still on? Now, His Royal Highness gives me a somewhat old-fashioned look, being hugely unimpressed by my appearance. Don't you have a sword and shield and things, he asks? Maybe a lance and a big white horse? Nah, I say. That's not really my style. I'm a writer, not a fighter. Now, the old boy is not in a great mood, as just a couple of days ago, one of the most loyal of his loyal subjects was done medium rare and devoured in the town square. Oh, go on, he says. I don't care. Rather you than another of my loyal subjects. So, 
I wander up the mountain, observing as I go the lack of good housekeeping on the dragon's part. The slopes are littered with bits of armour and maces and poignards, that sort of thing, all a bit singed and rusty looking. It seems that quite a few wannabe heroes have failed in this noble quest and ended up on the dragon's plate as breakfast or lunch, depending on the time of day they ventured up here. My tactics are a bit different. Hey, dragon, I say, what's cooking today? You, in a minute, it replies, (laughs) somewhat predictably, I feel. I call it it because I have to confess that I'm rather unsure exactly how one ascertains the gender of a large, scaly, fire-breathing monster. (laughs) Well, that description suggests it might be female, don't you think? (laughs) Cool your jets, wee beastie, I say. Don't you think it's time to consider your situation here? He or she pauses and waits. So I explain. The law of subjects are getting a bit thin in the ground around here, I say. Those not already eaten are leaving in droves, surprisingly reluctant to be the next plat du jour. Those who haven't left are too poor and too scrawny to be much more an hors d'oeuvre for an enormous hungry creature like yourself. So uh, what do you suggest, asked my new chum, lips smacking in anticipation. So I point out that she, we'll go with she, okay, has a pretty impressive set of wings, somewhat underused, just swooping downtown for the occasional nibble. Why not fly off someplace where there is more meat on the bone, so to speak? I suggest Florida, well known for its large and slow-moving inhabitants. Miss Dragon is quite taken by this idea and gives me a couple of gigantic diamonds from her hoard. She packs the rest into a couple of suitcases and slips into her travelling outfit. We have a couple more words and a wee hug and I go back to the castle. Kingy is delighted at the news and calls the beautiful princess to meet me. She is tall and slim, with lots of um, you know, bumps and curves in, in all the places that a lady should have bumps and curves. She has golden curls cascading poetically over her lovely shoulders. And she has the most beautiful, big innocent eyes, the colour of the Scottish sky in springtime. In short, she's a babe. And she's smiling at me. Prepare a great feast, commands my prospective dad-in-law. The wedding will take place this weekend. Mmm, thanks, but no thanks, I say, signalling with a thumb to my friendly local dragon as she hovers overhead. Nah, I'm heading for the sunshine. Well, now, that was a fun tale, wasn't it? In the letter, the princess indicated that she didn't need a man in order for her to be happy, and in the story, the narrator ended up by changing his mind and following the dragon to Florida. How about that? Well, I guess they lived happily ever after, after all. (laughs) Okay, we were going to wind up the show about now, but I was...
waiting on that last interview. Yes, Steno, is my last interview. Uh, this is Steno, Steno the Elf. Your yes, Steno, day. yes, I thought it Mr. might be Carl's you. Mr. Carl's your last interview is ready. Is Stinky still out there? Yes, Mr. Stinky has been playing ball with him. Playing ball? Uh, what do you mean? You'll see. Shall I send them in? Uh, yeah, 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 uh, um, yes, uh, uh thank you. Uh, oh, hiya, boss. I'd like you to meet our last candidate, Meech Bluto. Bluto is a... A St. Bernard. Hello, big fella. Hello, Santa. I am very happy to meet you, Santa. Yeah, yeah, very happy, yeah. So you hear about the open elf position? I was having a lot of fun playing ball with your little bunny rabbit. Look, you big oaf, I told you I ain't no bunny rabbit. I wanted to pet him and pat him and love him, but he only wanted to toss the ball. Yeah, 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 toss the ball, toss the ball. <laughs> I swear, boss, I didn't know he was going to be... You and I will talk later. Now, Bluto... Why do you want to apply for this job? Oh, yeah, I want this job because I identify more as an elf. Yeah, 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 than, than as a dog. Yeah, yeah. You identify more as an elf? Yeah, yeah. My veterinarian says I'm trans species. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trans, tra- trans species. <laughs> Shannon, let me get this guy out of here. No, wait. J- just wait. This is, this is a breakthrough. A what? It's the end of the discrimination lawsuits. We hire this trans-species elf, and we are immediately seen as diverse. This feller could really help bring in the higher-quality candidates. We can open the door to pixies, gnomes, fairies. All manner of highly skilled mythical creatures will be flocking to join our team. What about banshees? Oh, heck no. I gotta draw the line someplace. But what do we do with this one? See that barrel under his chin? I know just the place to put him. Oh, Bluto! Yeah, 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 Santa! Huh, huh, yeah, yeah, huh? How'd you like to take over as bartender in the Elves Social Club? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> Good boy. Good boy. Bush, you're a genius. Okay, take him along and show him the ropes, my lad. Come on, Cujo, follow me. I'll show you where we keep the Purina Elf Child. Oh, 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 I am hungry, yes. I am very hungry. Well, kids, that's about all the time we have for this episode of Santa's Inbox. I hope you had a good time, and I hope you've already sent me your email, because our last episode is next week. Today's the deadline. There might still be time to send me something, so give it a try. Send to santas.xmas.inbox at gmail.com. And so, until next time, this is your old pal Santa Claus saying, Don't wait for it to rain, dear. Don't wait for it to snow, man. And don't wait for Christmas, Cookie. Tell somebody you love them today. Bye for now. You've been listening to episode three of Santa's Inbox, brought to you by Sausage Links and Patties, the greatest name in breakfast meat. The story of the princess and the dragon was written and read by C.E. Eyre. The voice of Stinky the Elf was performed by Wilfo the Otter. The voice of Santa Claus was performed by Chris Kringle. Additional voices were provided by Gene Williams, John Bell, and Pete Lutz. Special thanks go out to Jen Gray. New episodes of Santa's Inbox launch every Friday leading up to and including Christmas Eve. We hope you've already sent your special message because next week's is our final episode. This is Buford Crank speaking, and this was a 63 audio production in association with the Mutual Audio Network, recorded, mixed, and mastered on location at the North Pole.
63 Audio. This is Mutual. The following message is for podcasters only. If you are a listener and not a podcaster, you are permitted to cover your ears and say la 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 for the next 30 seconds or so. Okay. Podcasters, if you create audio drama and or comedy, you are invited to join the brand new Mutual Audio Network. Not only will your productions be showcased in a brand new Netflix-ish type of distribution, but you'll also share in resources from music to sound effects to voices to people saying la 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 la. For details, visit MutualAudioNetwork.com or inquire at MutualAudio at gmail.com. La, 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 la. You can stop la-laing now. Well, I can't hear you. Got my ears covered. La-la. <laughs>